Everybody and welcome back to another episode of 3030 and Surviving. It's Tracy here. New episodes come out every Monday at 9 a.m. on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, and we usually put some clips up on YouTube for my visual folks. And you can follow along everything going on with the show at um, 3030 Surviving on Instagram and TikTok for some episode clips. If you're if you're waiting to be able to get the the time to listen to the full show, you can always check out some clips, some little previews and teasers there. I am very very excited to have my next guest with me. It is. Honestly, I, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's I, what her business is all about is such a, a beautiful meaning and such a great purpose. It's such a convenient business and wonderful thing to have and keep in mind. I don't know about you guys, but I am not the best gift giver. Like I'm a quality time person. When it comes to gifts, I kind of get nervous about what to what to get somebody and I never know what's the right thing. And so I love having a clear guide of like, for a get well gift, you get this. For a thinking of you, for a housewarming. And that's exactly what our girl, Christine Cohen, is doing for us with Buttercup Boxes of Love. And holiday season is coming up not too far away. So there's also some great ideas maybe for the holidays, going over to meet the in-laws or not, I guess I would hope that you've met your in-laws, but maybe see the the in-laws, meet the parents. You want to show up with something special. Um, She is the girl for that and Buttercup Boxes of Love is going to help you when you're in those pinches. So please allow me to introduce Christine Cohen. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here in your new space. I know. Meeting you. I know. We were just chatting. We feel like we already know each other, which is fantastic. But also, I I know I kind of buried the lead here. If you guys are seeing this on YouTube or or you're watching a clip, you might notice the background's a little bit different. I feel like a news anchor. I feel like I'm on ESPN. This is the coolest news studio that Big Night Media has just built out. It's in the garden. I mean, this thing is state-of-the-art. I feel like I'm on television, like live you TV are. right now. It's you really are. special. And you will be my very first guest to join so me. So exciting. So this is a very, this is a milestone and a monumentous yeah. moment. So and I'm I feel like with you. in my green, I'm ready for the Celtics. Yes, yes. We're coming in hot soon. Yeah, so. preseason starts yeah. tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think they had a game last Oh, did they? Yeah, I, yeah. I, but I'm ready. Look at me I'm ready. acting like I know something about sports. I'm like, yeah, it starts tomorrow. You're like, no, no, no. Who knows? It's already been, Who knows? Already been going. Um, I start every show asking my guests just a couple introductory questions, if you'll play along with me a little bit. Um, my first and foremost question is, what is your age? I'm 42. I feel like whenever someone's outside of the 30 um, sort of bracket, whether it's in their late 20s or their 40s, they're like, so I don't know if I should be on the show. But no, we embrace all ages. So I'm so excited to have you on. When is your birthday or what's your zodiac sign? So I'm Aries. I'm a March Aries. I know you're an Aries. Yes, March Aries. Yeah. So when's your birthday? March 26th. <gasps> okay, three days apart on the 23rd. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Massachusetts. I, I was born in um, 
in Newton, raised in Wayland. So okay. small town. Yes. Um, now I live five miles away. Isn't that funny um, how that works out? Yeah. Yeah. Never thought I would be back to this that area. I hear you. I actually just signed a lease for a new apartment in my hometown, and I had moved across the country. I've been living in another town, and I'm like, I never thought I'd see the day where I get myself back to Weymouth, but— You know, it, it it just happens. It just sucks it you does. back in. It does. And there's something just so comforting about being yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Though, which is really yep. nice. Yep. Really, really nice. Where? What is your relationship status? I'm married. Um, I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, whoa, how long have I been married? <gasps> 17 years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I think I was a baby. I was 25 when I got married. Had That's you crazy. guys met in college, in school? How did you we, meet? Um, we met at a bar. <gasps> He's Irish. I was a bartender. So. So there so you're you go. Wearing green for him. Yeah. So there you go. My prince charming walked in the bar, and I—he scooped me up, or I scooped him up. I don't know, but yeah. that's such a yeah. cute story. Yeah. Yeah. He actually told his um, friend that he was with that night, "I'm going to marry her." So no I, way. yeah. So I believe in all of that love at first sight. Yeah. You just know. When you know. You know. You know. And well, we, that makes me feel good because then that means that I haven't missed it yet. Because if yeah. I knew, I would know. No, right? you would know. You have not missed it yet. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so sweet. And so you dated for how long? And then you got married? Um, just a f- couple years, maybe wow. two or three years. We got married. Um, yeah, we got married young, but um, you. we have a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old. Oh, so yeah. Boy and a girl. Yeah. Um, growing up fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're yeah. The teenage yeah. years. God yeah. bless you. Yeah. So <laughs> far, so you. good. But good luck to you. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I have just sort of a fun little question, just to keep things on theme. Um, outside of birthdays or Christmas, because I feel like those are the kind of like the obvious times where you're giving or receiving presents. I'm curious, given the nature of your business. What are your favorite either holidays, events, occasions, or just life milestones that are like your favorite opportunities to give or receive a gift? So I feel like the best gifts are unexpected. Mm. So when someone's going through something hard or someone's going through something really great, mm-hmm. like a new job, yeah, a new amazing relationship, a new home, um, I like to send those kind of mm-hmm. gifts and receive those kind of gifts. And if someone's going through something really hard, um, I think they really appreciate it. Yeah. I think it goes a long way. Yeah. Even, and even if it's just a card, you know, just it just getting something three-dimensional in the mail goes such a long way. Yes. I couldn't yeah. agree more. It just does look like, hey, I'm thinking of you, yep. you know, and it doesn't need to be a lot of money. It doesn't need to be something big. It can be flowers. It can be a card, like you said. Yep. Um, but those really people remember when yep. when you think of them like that, right? And they yep. feel supported and they have that community there. So yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that answer. Well, I would love for you to just start before we get into the real like back and forth questions, um, give everybody at home to hear it from you yourself, your, your story, just the overview of kind of what your career has been, how you got the business started and, and what exactly it is if they haven't heard of it before. Yeah. So so um, after after I moved back, I, so I went to college in Florida, and I, I moved back up after school and um, bartended, as we talked about, right. met my husband. Um, I got into commercial real estate. So I, I'm right downtown Boston, um, got a great location, mm-hmm. and sort of worked my way up the ladder. And in that, in that role, um, 
and ultimately became a property manager. And I've been doing that for a really long time. Um, and, you know, it's been a great experience, like awesome location, as I said, great mm-hmm. people, great tenants, um, managed several properties um, and kind of just been being a mom and being a property manager for a long time. And in um, so that was about 17 years as well. I got married right around the same time as I started the career in real estate. Isn't so, it funny how yeah. sort of the when, when things start to like group themselves together, right? Like a new relationship, you move somewhere and then all of a sudden it's a new job and everything happens at once. But it's really this beautiful sort of intersection of like your life just blossoming and blooming in a new direction. Yeah. It, I feel like it always happens. It's always yeah. that it nothing you know things can stay stagnant and then all of a sudden it's a lot all at once but it's great yeah. you know it's a good thing and it went by so fast yeah. like in like 17 years like how could I I'm still 20 how could I be married <laughs> and have had a career like a career yeah. for 17 years how did that happen um but it did and it went yeah. by so quick and now my kids are just so old I can't take it but anyway <laughs> um in 220 I would say that is when my life sort of shifted in a different direction and mm-hmm. it's actually before COVID, um, ironically, you say 220 and everyone's like, oh, COVID. Yes. Um, so in on Valentine's Day of 220, I got a call that my father had collapsed and was rushed to the emergency room. He was a healthy, you know, 70-year-old active person. So this was completely sudden. And he spent two days on life support before he passed away. So obviously that was like completely life-changing, devastating, shocking. We lived five miles away. He was with my kids all the time. Um, You know, the hardest days of my life, 100%. Hardest -hmm. hardest two days, saying goodbye was awful. Um, But what, what sort of came out of that was I found this, circle of love around me at all times. Like Mm -hmm. my girlfriends really, really showed up for me, took care of my kids, took my dog for walks, brought food, brought flowers, brought cards, just, just showered me with love. And it meant so much to me. Um, you know, that, that I, I will never forget. They were just the best. They really were, um, helping me and my family through everything. Um, about a month later, COVID hits. Mm. My buildings are empty now. All the properties I manage are empty. Everyone's basically been sent home. Mm. So I'm home now trying to homeschool my kids, which was a, is a whole nother. Um, that's on the next yeah, episode. Yeah, a whole nother episode. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but I'm home. And now all these girlfriends that had really been there for me, mm. who are really extroverted, mm. are struggling. They are struggling. They are struggling with the homeschooling, struggling with the isolation and the unknown. I am more introverted, so I was sort of taking it as an opportunity to enjoy being home, mm. enjoy being alone, enjoy time with my kids. Especially, grieve. yeah, you know, right. during that time period, my gosh, it's almost this blessing in disguise. Like, yeah. I don't have to go out there. I can stay in my sweatpants on my couch yeah. where it's safe and comfy, and you don't have to go out in the world. You can really just stay there and be able to process. Yeah, exactly. I think there was a lot of, I went for a lot of walks. There was a lot of, a lot of processing. Um, But I wanted to kind of come up with a way to send love back to my girlfriends that were really struggling. And so I started sending them cards in the mail, little self-care items, 
you know, a candle, a bath bomb, thinking of you, we're going to get through this. And Buttercup was born. Mm-hmm. I realized that sending this love out to them actually made me feel way better mm-hmm. about my own self. And that's kind of where the, the self-love piece comes yeah. in as well. But they loved it and said, this is amazing and mm-hmm. this needs to be a business. And then people started asking for boxes of all different kinds. So the self-care and the, the motivational gift boxes were the start of everything, but then mm-hmm. it ended up being, hey, can I get a birthday box? How about a thinking of you box? Or I have a friend that's going through chemotherapy. Um, so now I have boxes for all occasions. and. Incredible. I don't know how I did it, but figured it out and started a business. So here I am. That's amazing. (laughs) Honestly, you know, I I probably, for the listeners, sound like a broken record because I've said this a couple times in the show, but there has been several women that I've had on where it's almost just happenstance. You know, they're here talking about their business and this company that they've created, and it was never the intention. It was never the plan. It just sort of came to be Mm -hmm. because there was a real purpose or a passion there that was existing. And I think that that sets such a wonderful and solid foundation for the growth and the longevity of the company. Um, So I love to hear when something, you know, that's the origin story for so many things, because that just is sort of that fuel that keeps it going. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, this wasn't on my bingo card, you know, to start this company. But man, you know what? I could see a lot of good come out of this. And now three years later, still going strong. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I want to first of all commend you that I know that we we sort of spin it. We're taking it a couple different ways, yeah. but obviously there was some heavy stuff in there and yeah. it's not an easy story to, to tell. And, you know, it is sort of something that as for as long as you talk about how this company got started, that is really at the core of it is your, is your father's passing. So I want to extend my condolences for your loss Thank and you. also just say how proud I am of you to just get through that. Cause I, I probably wouldn't be able yeah. to do it. it yeah. It's tough. It um, is tough. And some days are, we'll get into that, but some days are tougher than yeah. others. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So I, I do, I do want to start there mm-hmm. with, with grief and loss. Um, and, I'll I'll be candid, and I think I've talked about it on the show, too. I've talked about it when we had our live show, but um, in 2021 and then 2022, literally August of both years, nearly a year apart, my mother had a really sudden health scare, mm-hmm. um, and we thought there was a possibility we may lose her. Then my father had a heart attack and, and was not doing well, and he was in the hospital for a while, and it was sort of this this turning point for me of, oh my gosh, I'm lucky that I still have them, of course, and I and I thank God that I do, and I know how privileged I am for that. But the idea of, oh my gosh, you know, this is the reality of life is one day they may not be here, and then get, helping them get better and recoup and and taking care of themselves at home. There's sort of this transition of am I the parent now? Mm. You know, dad, you got to take your medicine. Mom, let me drive you to your doctor's appointment. And it's, it just, it's a funny stage in life now where that transition actually happens. Um, and so I, I, it just forces you to sort of think things, you know, you always know in the back of your head, okay, one day this is, this is the cycle of life, right? It happens, but it just made that, I think more of a, a, a parent, 
um, reality is that this is this could come. No one, no matter even if thinking about it or not, no one will ever be prepared. No one can prepare no. for for when that does happen. Um, but I'm 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 just curious, just generally speaking, like. What was that like for you, that loss, and sort of how did you deal with grief during that time? I think, you know, grief is interesting. It's very, I mean, obviously when it first happens, it is shocking and it is devastating and you feel like you've been run over by a truck. It's awful, Mm -hmm. awful, awful. But it really is, I mean, people say grief is like the ocean, right? It it comes in waves Mm -hmm. and it's so true. It is so true because one minute you're like, oh, I can talk about this and, it, and I'm good, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then something hits you, a song comes on or you, know, you eat their favorite food or whatever, just anything that you see a picture yeah. of them and you, you can be triggered and it can come completely out of the blue when you mm-hmm. least expect it. Um, so it's, it's interesting, but um, but I feel like facing it head on and letting yourself feel those feelings mm-hmm. and go to the place where the person loved to go and listen to their music, eat their food, drink their drink, let yourself cry. Like that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And that's facing it grief. And that's, I think, the only way to heal. Yeah. I know this isn't an easy topic to, to discuss, but I think that when things get put out there on a, on a public platform of any kind, whether it's social media, whether you're watching a movie or, you know, it's always the, how can I put the positive spin on this? How can we find the silver lining? And those things are wonderful and they do help push you through. But I think it's important to talk about, there's a lot of dark days mm-hmm. and it doesn't just go away after three months. Sometimes it's in, sometimes it's mm-hmm. out. And I think that people need to hear that because then when you're going through it, it makes it, it makes you feel less alone in those moments. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm coping with this just like anybody else would, right? Or I'm, you know, it's not abnormal that I don't feel 100% yet. It's okay for me to still be working through this. So mm-hmm. that's why I do think it's, it's important to acknowledge. But I, I love your mindset because I think people do have a tendency to just push things down, right? Okay, you you know, life goes on. You got to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to avoid the things that bring up a lot of emotions for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay away from things that might make me sad or cry. But then they sneak up on you later. So it's okay to just immerse in them. And that in in and of itself is a celebration of their life and, and their legacy and who they are and, and the impact that they made while they were here. Exactly. Listen to those songs. I love how you said that. It's yeah. like not just skip, oh no, I can't listen. This will make yeah, me no, cry. Like, you gotta cry. Let it's okay. Cry. Let yourself yeah. have that meltdown. Yeah. Um, every Father's Day, I go to, my father had a, he was a sailor. He had a sailboat mm-hmm. on, a, on a mooring in Gloucester. So every Father's Day, I go to the mooring and I listen to his reggae, and I just cry and cry and cry for hours. Yeah. And my husband's like, oh, boy, here we go again. And I'm like, sorry, honey, I'm going to be a really bad date today. But, like, <laughs> this is just what I have to do. Absolutely. And he just knows, okay, she's just going to cry all day, and that's okay. Yeah. I love that, though. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, there really yeah. isn't. There really isn't. If This is sort of a hard question to ask, but do you feel as though— 
there was a moment at all where it did get easier, where it did get better? Or is it too hard to say because it just you have those bad days and you have those good days? I think over time, it is, I don't know if it's, I could say it gets easier, but mm -hmm. it's not as, the wave isn't so strong, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, I can talk about it a little bit easier. I'm not so, um, I'm, I'm not thinking so much about those two days that I was in the hospital, mm -hmm. in the IC, in, in the emergency room, and, and, and seeing the life support machines in the room, and all of that stuff is, is, is also really hard just to go through. And so over time, I'm thinking about that less and thinking more about happy memories. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I see them, I see them every day in everything that I, that I do. And um, there's just so many, so many things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Another thing that I think people don't talk about a lot too is sort of the responsibilities that fall on you when you lose a oh, loved one. Yeah. And again, you won't ever really be able to prepare for it. But I do think, again, it's something that's worth talking about because it just shows the strength of, of, of yourself, you know, to not only be dealing with your own emotions, but now also, okay, there's either an estate to manage, there's, there's you know, the yeah. funeral costs, there's this and there's that. And how did you kind of work through those more immediate moments when things yeah. need to be done, but yet you're not really ready to let go? Yeah, there was a lot of that. My mom, um, she and I, kind of worked through a lot of that, but there was a lot of paperwork. Mm -hmm. My my dad was someone that sort of took care of all the paperwork. So well, that often happens, yeah. right? In relationships, there's someone that's paying the bills. There's oh, yeah. someone that knows the finances. And then if they pass, the other person's like, uh-oh, what do I do? So we had to we had to get a lot of help to get through mm -hmm. all that. And my mom is not the most tech-savvy person. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, but I, you know, there was a lot of can you scan this for me? Can you email this for me? And um, and we got through it. And it seemed like it took forever at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was the sailboat. There was the house. What are we doing with all of these things? Um, my mom didn't need to be in this house anymore. Mm -hmm. That was just her. And it was too much maintenance for her. Um, so we ended up selling the house. She's now living with us. Um, we have an in-law at our at our home oh, now. Great. So she's there. So it's great. We have her all the time and she helps with the kids. And um, Oh, nice. She's like my best friend. So it's great. It's like having her there all the time. Um, it's, it's awesome. She'll, she'll probably have dinner ready for me when I get home even. Um, <laughs> but like we got through all that together yeah. and it was, and, and my husband was doing all of the, the, the maintenance on the house mm -hmm. to get the house ready to sell. Um, moving all the stuff out of the house, all of that. There's so mm -hmm. much stuff. In, when, when someone has lived in a house for, you know, 40 years, right. there's a lot of stuff in there. Oh, <laughs> and it's like all, so much little things too, right? Yeah. Like not even just the big stuff, but I think about my parents' attic and it gives me nightmares. I'm yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. There are a couple summers ago, my sister and I went over there and we were just trying to just start cleaning some stuff up and start getting rid of it. And we wanted to get rid of like our old dance trophies and soccer trophies. And my parents were like, no, ah! why are you getting it? I'm like, what are we going to do with these? Yeah. We're going to sit here to until go. one day 
we have to get rid of them anyway. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do with them? Yeah. But there is so much of those little sentimental things, yeah. too, which must be a nice part, though, going through, like, thinking of, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that memory. Oh, my gosh, I forgot we did that together. So it is kind of nice, but certainly overwhelming, yeah, I'm sure. It was. And you know what was hard, too, is going through his personal like tools, for example. Mm-hmm. Like he had a whole tool bench in the basement. Mm-hmm. And my husband is like, he's worse than me when it comes to getting rid of stuff. He's, oh, he's we a can't get rid of he's a total hoarder. We can't get rid of this tool bench. This was Papa's tool bench. Aww. So now we've got an extra tool bench and all these tools that like we don't need. No, we can't do. let it go. <laughs> we can't let it go. And I'm like, honey, okay. So That's sweet though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. really wonderful. Yeah. And you know, we talked about how supportive your 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 friends were during that time and just sending the little, you know, the the cards or the food or the little um, sentimental gifts during that time. And that really helped to brighten and lift your your spirits. Mm-hmm. And that was really the where the the concept of buttercup boxes of love came from. Um but I, I want to kind of talk about that friendship piece in there too, because what I find really interesting is the whole idea of how our friendships maybe change as we get older and what we need from a friendship is is different than perhaps when we were, you know, 18, 20, right? Um, and I think it's that emotional capacity and that emotional intelligence to say, like, you know, I know she doesn't want to go out for for drinks and get out of the house right now. I just want to send her a little something and say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Um how did your friendships maybe change or or strengthen during that period as well? Did you have any sort of like light bulb moment of okay, these are the real these are my real friends? You know, did you see anything transform? Um, my circle of girlfriends was a hundred percent there for me, mm-hmm. um, over the top there for me, amazing. And, and a lot of that is probably because we became close in our, I would say, late 30s, mm. mid to late 30s is when we really got close. And they're still my best friends mm. now. So this is a group that I'm, I'm not letting go of. They're mm-hmm. amazing. But I think, you know, it takes, it takes time to find that circle and you have to be careful in your 20s and your 30s, ladies, not to let these people in your circle that are not giving you the right energy. Right. And I think that would be my biggest advice to my younger self. Mm-hmm. Looking back is find the right energy and think about who is making you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and who is draining you after you hang out with them. Are you exhausted? Are you feeling good? Girl. And those are the people you need to think about. Mm-hmm. I know. It's 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 sort of a funny thing to say because I know that as soon as you say energy, sometimes people are like, oh, that's so woo-woo. You know, or okay. how, how do they make me feel? But I, you and I are on the same page. Okay. I hear you. I understand what you mean. Um, but maybe go into that a little bit more. Like, what do you mean by, is it the right energy for me? And are they draining you? Give yep. an example of sort of maybe a previous friendship versus a more new friendship and how they differed in that space. Yes, yeah, so I think it, you know, it, it needs to feel like it's 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. When you get together, the conversation flows. It's not one-sided. You feel like, 
you can be yourself. You mm-hmm. feel like you can trust this person. Um, you know, I've had I've had friendships that were more surface level when I was younger, where the conversation maybe was all about their drama, or maybe it was other people's drama. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time for it. I don't want to yeah. hear it. I don't want to hear about other people's drama. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about real things that matter. Yeah. And your, you know, your life and, and that's, and that's what I'm here for. So, um, I think when I realized that certain people were sucking the life out of me, I probably started to step away. And then I think when I found this really great, great circle, um, I, I remind them of how special they are and how much they mean to me. I think that's really important to, to mm-hmm. hold those people close to you that, yes. that are really supportive and those are, and those are the good friends. Yeah, absolutely. As you were talking, it, I was just like, oh yeah, I've been there. I, I feel that same exact way, right? Like, and I think that, you know, when it comes to other people's drama or, or the, the gossip, that stems from so much insecurity. And I think that's why we do a lot of that when we're younger, right? Talking about what trouble someone else has makes you feel better about yourself, but it's something you need to grow out of. And once you've seen enough, you know, you've been around the block, you've you've seen enough life, you know, you realize, hey, that could be me next week. And I don't have any business talking bad about somebody else. I don't want to say any, it's A, doesn't impact me, doesn't involve me. And it's, Karma. Like, I don't want to talk about, I don't care about other people and their ins and outs of their lives. I want to know about the people in my circle. I have enough going on. I got bills to pay. I got things to do, right? Like, who needs those little, like, the gossipy that are just mean-spirited, right? Right. It's not, I don't think it's helpful or it doesn't recharge you. It's just for entertainment or something. I don't even know. It just... I don't know. I, I have a I have a problem with it, but I think that's a lot where you start to realize, hey, maybe do I connect with these people anymore because I don't find this topic engaging. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to participate in this. But also, as you were saying too, I think that um, when we get older and we're starting new friendships, it's man, do we have the same um, respect for one another? You're talking about 50-50. I agree with you, but I also think, you know how people say this with a marriage too, it's like sometimes it's 50-50, sometimes it's 80-20, right? Sometimes it's 100 and zero. And I think that there's, there's having that in your friendships is really important as we get older too, because I... If I have a lot on my plate, I have a lot going on, and I can't always be there. I can't always show up. It's never personal. It's because I have my own stuff, and I want my friends to understand that, right, and not give you a hard time for it, not come down on you for it, because it all comes back around, right? When I have more to give, I give it. And when you have more to give, you give it. And that's that. It's the picking up the pieces for one another. And those are the the moments where I think you really find those strides happen and that bond and that connection and the friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, everyone's going to go through their stuff. And Mm -hmm. I know I just realized, do you do do Marco Polo? Do you do that app? Okay. So it's an app where you talk back and forth with your friends. And I just realized today, like instead of calling, you're just, you're on the fly and you're, maybe you're driving or you're walking and you're like, blah, 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 blah. And you send it and it's, it's a message. Um, 
I realized today, like, oh, my, my friend sent me four Marco Polos in a row, and I never <laughs> responded. And it's like, yeah, I've just had a crazy busy week. And mm-hmm. she gets it, and she's not judging me. Mm-hmm. And if you have a friend who's like, I uh, sent you four text messages, why haven't you right. responded? Relax. Exactly. Relax. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I, I used to feel so stressed about my workday is busy. I don't always get to check my texts. And then at the end of the day, working in sales, you work with people a lot. It's like, oh, gosh, now I have to get back, you know, c- return their call, answer these messages. And not that I don't want to engage with my friends, but I've been talking all day. I want to sit yeah. in silence. I don't want to talk right now. And so this, there's such a, this relief of like, I know I can get back to them tomorrow when it's not as crazy for me. And I can just sit on my couch in peace tonight and no one's going to be upset with me. No one's going to be mad at me. And again, allowing that like leniency with your friends because a friendship shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be that demanding. Like you said, it was just easy. It just mm-hmm. works. Yeah. And and I think one thing that happens if if you have if you if you do have kids when you're in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Like I my kids were, you know, much younger when I was in my 30s, and I think sometimes people think because your children are friends with with someone's children that you have to be friends with their mom. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> It's true. Newsflash, you don't have to be their friend. Mm-hmm. Your kids can be friends. You don't have to be their friend. Yeah, you can be acquaintances. And the same thing, too, I think when we were younger, right, it's always like my best friend or these are my best friends. And there was such an emphasis put on that. But I think that what I've realized, and and this is not knocking anybody, but I have people that are closer with me than others, but it's also okay to have sort of situational friends. Not everybody needs to be your bestest and closest friend. There's friends in your life that you like to go to for specific advice or for certain events or for, oh, I love to do, you know, trips with this person. And I think like, it's wonderful. You, It's so fulfilling to be able to have so many friends to do or to fill all these different needs, right? Or to like fill up all these different cups. And it's not like anyone's of less value. It's just there's certain people that you jive with better for certain areas and certain things. So you might have a mom that, you know, you guys get along great and you chit chat, but you don't call her about, you know, your dad passing or you're not asking her for business advice, you know, but it's great to see her when the kids are playing, but that's all it is. And that's okay. Yep. That's okay. You know, I think that's really important as well. Um, Yeah. I think people just, it's like, oh, well, my best, best friend. I'm like, we're not 16 anymore. Yeah. We can all be best friends. Exactly. Or we can all be friends. And it's yeah. like, it's going to be all right. Yes. It's going to be all right. I agree. Um, and again, you know, they, they were supporting you. They were sending you these, these, thought, these thoughtful gifts. How have you found the opportunity? I mean, the fact that you were able to think, okay, maybe I should pay this forward and, and do it back. Well, only a month in, you said? To, so to, I think I started it... I think it was a few months in. It's mm-hmm. honestly that time in my life is such a blur because yeah, I was I'm home sure. and I was grieving and I was trying to lift my friends up. But it, it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think it was a few months in. A few months. Yeah, in. yeah. And I mean that's so impressive, so impressive. But I want to use this time to kind of talk a little bit about more specifically what what type of you know. Um, what what do you offer? What are, you know, the, the different categories, the different things that people can buy um, so they can start getting more of like that, that visual, that picture of what the, you know, what the company actually is. Yeah. So I have 
curated boxes. So I have all different occasions. I have birthday boxes. I have a lot of self-care. I have an FU cancer box. Um, I love that. I have a, like a go for it box. I have a thank you box. All kinds of curated occasions are mm. on there. Um, and then I have a custom box section as well where people can message me, set up a free consultation, and we will discuss sort of if it's a if it's a business and they want to mm-hmm. send client gifts, we'll discuss what type of products they want to include, what their ideal budget is, and I will basically present them with a presentation showing, you know, what what I mm-hmm. feel their boxes here are some options for what your boxes can be, and um, we go from there. So, so I'm working with a lot of women-owned businesses right now, which has been awesome, just because I love learning about their businesses. And I'm working with, I mean, all different kinds of businesses: um, nutrition coaches, dentists, law firms. Um, what was another one the other day? I had a new one that was really interesting. Now I can't think of what it was, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's just been fun. So are they getting gifts for employees, for clients? Yeah, what are both. they coming so, to you for? So they're doing, usually when they sign on a new client, mm-hmm. they want to send them a welcome box. Yeah. Um, and usually we'll brand some sort of product or mm-hmm. maybe we'll brand the packaging and they will tell me when they, anytime they have a new client and we have a custom box created for the new, we have a new client custom box that's already created. So they just tell me the address and when to send it. So it's super easy. We have um, people that want to send referral gifts on a regular basis. So we create a referral box, which I just auto ship when they tell me who the mm-hmm. referral is. Um, we have, I have one company that has me do birthday gifts for everyone. So that's fun. And it's another unexpected gifts. I mean, mm-hmm. these people work at a dental office and they are not expecting to get a birthday gift from the dental office that they work at. So they're yeah. excited. Um, they also do a lot of referral gifts. So it's, it's really all different occasions. And then sometimes I'll have, you know, someone that just wants to send 10 boxes for the holidays for their friends and they want me to just design something and they want me to do 10 of them or they're doing a retreat. I just did, um, Boston Business Women did a big retreat That's and amazing. I did their retreat um, welcome bags. So we, I did a bag with a box of stuff inside the bag and that was really fun. I love, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it honestly, it is just there's a different I I think um what's the word I'm looking for like there it's just it's a different feeling and emotion when it's it's such a customized or curated gift or it's a a basket of all little trinkets right like little special things that um you can enjoy because I feel like trying to go to the store and put something together like how many times have you in the past right gone oh housewarming gift I'm gonna get uh maybe a bottle of wine maybe a plant maybe seven things they already have I don't even know you know yeah like you're just trying to guess and and you're trying to put it together, this, it's already, you mean you do it for them. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's super easy. And 
I have just a huge, a huge room of stuff. So people will just text me and be like, all right, I need, I want to spend, you know, X amount of money. Can you send this tomorrow? And I'm like, sure, it's easy. Like I just, I have the stuff and I'll throw something together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everything comes with a handwritten gift message too. So I love that. And some people will will send me a novel to write. (laughs) And I mean, I'm handwriting everything. So it takes a while, but I do it. I think it's important. Yeah, you're like, um, after 5,000 characters, yeah. to go to typing. And, and to, like, <laughs> update that in the website. Like, can we have a character cutoff here? There is a fee for <laughs> hand cramps. An, yeah. an added fee for hand cramps. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Sometimes it's, like, the end of the night, and I've made, like, 20 boxes, and I'm, like, oh I get the message, and I'm, like, oh, okay, yeah. I got this, I got this. But then the message is so nice that I'm like, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to not write out this whole message. No. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, just the handwritten element is makes it that much more personal too, yeah. you know? It just really feels special. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine receiving one of these and and not immediately bringing a smile to that person's face you know it's just it's just really sweet and just makes you feel good and I think that that's what's so beautiful about the the core and the mission of your company it's it's giving back it's it's doing good it's and it's making people feel um, seen and supported and heard and cared for. Um, and I think we need a lot more of that in this world. We do. We do. There's there's so many, you know, hard, hard things going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I always say how lucky I am that I get to witness every day women supporting each other because mm-hmm. 98% of my customers are women yeah. sending to wit- to other women mm-hmm. and seeing their gift messages to one another you know going through these really hard things mm-hmm. or maybe happy things but a lot of them are hard things that i'm sending mm-hmm. gifts for it fills my heart and it it re- really makes mm-hmm. me see more good yeah. in the world yeah during those initial that initial period, you said you're only maybe a couple months out from the loss of your father. Did you have to sort of rewire your brain a little bit to kind of transition from this period of grief and loss and coping to now being joyful and positive and here's a cute little basket and a cute little get I mean, was that hard for you? I don't think so. Because at the time, the boxes that were going out were support-based, motivational mm-hmm. boxes. So usually they were for someone that needed to be lifted up. Mm-hmm. And I knew they really needed it. And yeah. I had just been lifted up. And I felt like I had it, I had it to give out at that moment. And I... Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, seeing, seeing all these women supporting one another helps helped me get through um just hard times just going on in the world and and um one box I sent out I don't know several months ago there was a a a shooting in um Chicago and one of my recipients was a survivor of that mass shooting and and that was sort of that box really hit me I went wow wow this is going to someone who is just gone through something serious. And this little thing I created in my house is mm-hmm. 
this is now going to Chicago and this woman is going to get this. And it made me feel like this is why I'm going to keep going. Why would I stop? Yeah. You know? I mean, you've turned something so devastating into something so positive, but what a surreal moment of reflection with that gift in particular Mm -hmm. to think, wow, like, you know, thank God I I did this and I, and I am continuing because look at the impact that it's created Mm -hmm. and look at the reach that it has. I'm sure you could have never imagined it would have grown to to something like that. No, no. And just going around the U S um, Every time I get an order that goes to, you know, a new state, I'm like, oh, never shipped there before. Yeah. Oh, that I wonder how they heard about me because I don't really do marketing. I'm like, where, how do they hear about me? This is exciting. So word of mouth, word of baby. mouth. Yeah, yeah. A lot it of word really of mouth. is yeah. powerful. Yeah. It truly, truly is. Yeah. I am curious, given you know, the core purpose and and wanting to give back and make people feel good. I'm sure, you know, gratitude comes up often for you and that feeling of gratitude. Have you adopted any sort of gratitude practices in your personal life um, outside of the business itself that have maybe helped to, you know, just feeling, you know, more, more positive, more sure of yourself, maybe helping on those darker days when you're having a tough time? Yeah, I... I do like to write things down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of journaling. I have a lot of journals that are in my boxes. I think writing in general helps me, whether it's something to myself or whether it's a note to someone, mm-hmm. a card to someone. I think, like like I mentioned earlier, when I realized that sending out things to others made me feel better, mm-hmm. it was like, really interesting, yeah. you know, and my mother, when I grew up, she'd always done, she'd always sent, she still does send cards in the mail. Um, so I think it's, it's interesting how, whether you're writing it to yourself or to someone mm-hmm. else, how it is a gratitude practice and really, really goes a long way. I love self-care quotes. I love yeah. positivity quotes. I'm sure if you saw my Instagram page, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Self-care Sundays. No. <laughs> yeah, not that, but <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. No, that's great. I'm a huge fan of, of journaling and, and gratitude. And um, I think, you know, it doesn't have to be big, right? Just mm-hmm. oh, hearing the birds chirping when I woke up this morning made mm-hmm. me feel really grateful. You know, and it's, yeah. it's nice to recognize those things because sometimes life goes so fast yep. and we get bogged down by, you know, all all our to-do lists and the things we have, um, you know, to be responsible for. And just taking those little moments throughout um, the day are are really necessary. Yeah. Really necessary. Do you think you would have any advice to people listening on how they can, because not everyone realistically can just start a business, right? Right, right. So any advice, I mean, it is, it's, we're going through a tough time. It's been a, it's been a tough couple years between COVID and these these natural disasters, these wars where, you know, finances mm-hmm. and, and, and the economy. How, what would you say to other people and how they can leave their little stamp of, you know, paying it forward or, or putting out um, positive energy in the world? Um. You know, I, I think it doesn't have to be, obviously, it doesn't have to be a business, right? It can be 
it can be something small. It can be doing something nice for for a friend, for a neighbor, for a family member. Um, Just putting out that kind, positive energy to others, it's going to come back to you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I see it, I see more, I see more kindness out there mm-hmm. um, because of Buttercup. It shows me how much is, is in the world. But I think mm-hmm. if more people could just take a minute, I know everyone's busy, but just take a little, take a minute, yeah. be grateful for what you have and tell the people that you love how much you love them and what they mean to you. And, and remember that life is short and Mm -hmm. you have to make the most of the moments that you have. Yeah. It's, as you were speaking, it's, it's funny because you reminded me, like, I love to sort of stop and just observe sometimes when I'm just Mm. out and I'm driving. And the other day I was going to the grocery store and I watched someone who, returned a, a, a shopping cart that wasn't theirs and just went and put it back so mm. it wasn't in the way. And I was like, wow, what a good person. Right? You know? <laughs> and it just made me so happy. And it was, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I was like, wow, there there is good. Wow. Like, you know, and I, I want to be more like that. And I think it just, it helps you to kind of put things into perspective too. You know, you can get so um, clouded by what's on the news, what's on television, what's happening out there. And there's little moments and little pockets of good right in front of you if you look for it. And I think that once you keep your eyes peeled for those little things, you become more aware. And then it doesn't need to necessarily be always this active choice. I'm trying to, to look for good. It'll just start you'll just start seeing it without, you know, yeah. any any effort. I and love that. That's a really beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, the last thing I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about is um, going into your 40s. So for me, I think I was very, very excited about turning 30. I like to consider myself like the, the cheerleader, the number one fan of the 30s. Um, but I realized that it almost makes it seem like, okay, we got here, but there's a lot of decades left to go. There's a lot more left. And, and I want to continue that momentum and that excitement for all the other decades to come. And so I'd love to kind of hear your perspective on how your 40s have maybe been different. What's it to look mm-hmm. forward to? What's it like? And give all my 30s some things that are listening, that excitement to not only feel good about the decade we're in, but what we have to look forward to. Yeah, I think I think the 40s, things get a lot easier. Um, I mean, depending on depending on your 30s, obviously, and sort of where life takes you. But for me, the 40s have been easier because my career is steady, right? So there's not that pressure of when you're younger, you're constantly like, how am I going to pay this bill? You know, I don't know. I can't buy those shoes. I, I don't know if I can go on this vacation. And as you get older and your career is more stable, um, life just feels a little bit more stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids are a little older now, so I can, <laughs> my husband and I can go out to dinner and say, we'll be back. Bye. <gasps> Bye, guys. Yeah. Um, and we just get to kind of enjoy our company, each other's company again, where like, I feel like in your 30s when your kids are little, you're like, just everything revolves around them. And, and, and they're great. They're amazing. But 
like you don't you you kind of lose touch sometimes of like oh we get to just you know you have to plan your date night you have to get your babysitter you have to figure all that stuff you can't just do a spontaneous dinner um you know, you go to Target by yourself without children hanging on your leg or having meltdowns. And, and no one tells you that um, when you're younger. Like, it's going to get a lot easier. And in your 40s, you just know yourself better. You have, I think, more self-confidence. You know who you want to surround yourself with. You don't have time for the BS. Like, I mean, I'm we're super busy, right? Like, we don't have time to to waste with people that are, are dragging us down. And, and maybe when you're younger, you haven't quite figured that out yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, but maybe if they haven't, just know that, you know, as you get older, you will figure it out. Yeah. Well, I think too, it, it, you, you don't know what you don't know. So I think yep. a lot of times, you know, when you're 18, you think you're an adult, and you've, then you realize you have no idea the first thing about being an adult, right? You get to your 30s, and you're like, man, I finally know how, I know more about who I am, but I realize I probably still have so much more to learn, right? Yeah. So it's kind of this really exciting idea of I'm still going to keep exploring all these different, you know, pieces of my personality and who I am and what I want. And maybe that will change and maybe I get to start over again and making that an, an, a, a more like exciting thing, right? And something to look forward to rather than feeling like a burden or like it's overwhelming. It's really cool and to reinvent yourself. And it's really, yeah. you know, empowering to say, I can be whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And it's just always this ever evolving process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I, I don't have children, but it's, it's, what you said, I, I've heard it from a lot of my friends and, and family members, people I know that do, right? It is sort of like the 20s is they have their purpose, the, the, the 20s. The 30s, you start to feel a little bit better. But then if you choose to go down that path of marriage and babies, it is your your relationship with your spouse maybe becomes a little bit more distance because the kids have to take priority because they're dependent on you, right? Or those days where I know it's like my friends will say, I didn't even get in the shower today because I don't have the time, right? And so you do kind of, you think you know yourself, but you're kind of losing yourself a little bit too if if you have to prioritize, which is a selfless and beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's like you get to sort of, like I'm saying, in that 40s, you get to re-explore all over again and figure out maybe how your priorities might be different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it took me until I was, I guess I was 39 when... Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I started Buttercup. So I, right, like I've been doing the same career just years and years and years. And then I realized that, well, I've been missing out on this creativity, helping others piece. And I didn't realize I was missing it until I started it. Wow. It's true. And you get to put yourself first again in a way, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, yeah. which yep. is really nice. Yep. And maybe you're being um, polite and poised, but when we chatted, you had a fun little term for this decade, which oh, I yeah. really Am like. I allowed to say that? Yeah, you can swear. <laughs> um, we, my friends and I call it fuck it 40s. I love it. <laughs> because you just do not give a fuck anymore. All the so. little things you used to worry about, yeah. people's opinions of yeah. you. I you need to care. get this. No. 
You don't and care. Especially when you go through a loss, you realize how precious life is. Yeah. You realize what's important to you. And I think that's what gives you that extra oomph and confidence to just say, I don't give a shit about this. This yeah. doesn't, this is not important to me. Right. At all. I love that. I love, like, the idea of the fuck it 40s makes me want to almost fast forward time, even though I don't actually yeah. want to. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm I'm going to welcome it with open arms Good. when that time comes. Good. So I love that you, I love that you sort of title it in that way. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, last but not least, I always ask everybody one final piece of advice. Um, it can be Sort of, I know you talked a little bit about uh, friendships, right? What I wish maybe younger Christine knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be something that you wish your younger self knew. It can be a key takeaway from our conversation, or it can just be your staple and go-to piece of advice for life. I would say just take a moment and just stop and think and look back at where you've come from and think about how far you've come. And every step you've taken has led you to this place where you are right here sitting in this studio. So be proud of yourself. And Gosh, you just made me tear up. Aw. That's, it's, it's like, very true. We never give ourselves enough right? credit. We don't. Ever. And, and it maybe took me till my 40, <laughs> so fucking 40. 40s to figure that out. <laughs> so I'm sharing it with you all. Yeah. But take a moment and give yourself a pat on the back. It's you did so it. true. It's the, just this, like, it's like this race and this constant state of, chaos sometimes where you check something off the list. Okay, great. I'm so relieved to have one thing off my plate. Now I'm just going to go to the next. And you're just constantly trying to just dwindle that list down or get the next thing done. And we never stop to say, hey, like, look in the mirror. I'm proud of you. You did good, you know? And man, would you have ever believed here's where you'd be now? We don't do that enough. And it really is, it's, I would like to implement that more in my life. Yeah. That's a really good one. Thank Aww. you for that. Yeah. So now, okay, all of the the um in, the really crucial things that everybody needs to know. Instagram, is it Butter, at? It's at Buttercup Boxes of Love. And website, Buttercup Boxes of Love. Yep. And you also have a very special treat for our listeners. Oh, yes. Do you want to tell them? Yeah. So everyone can get 20% off of your first box. Um, we're going to give a promo code. Do you want me to say it or do you want to put it in? I think we were going to do In the description. 30, Make you guys 30. look for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know? okay. No, we'll have it written out. But yeah, if um, that's very, very kind of you. But yeah. yeah, so they'll have a little coupon code for twenty percent off their yeah. first order. Um, yeah, I think you said it was it was thirty flirty. I think yeah, three zero flirty. But yeah. yeah, we'll put it in the in the description so you guys can find it. But yeah, um, what a generous gift of you. Yeah. Although I'm not surprised because uh, that's just who you are. That's how I am. But I <laughs> cannot wait to buy my first and then continue to use it. Honestly, one of my friend's fathers was um, just had surgery and I was like, what do I get? What do I get? And I was, I thinking after, I'm like, what an idiot. I didn't think about buttercup boxes. Yeah. So now I will never, ever forget. <laughs> I'll okay. never forget. Um, but it's just, it, it's such a 
sweet and special gift. And there's so many different reasons to use it and to be able to give and receive. And um, especially we're coming up in the holidays. So there's nice little things to bring over for the, the party. Yes. Thank you for hosting. Um, I love how the possibilities are endless. And thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. I know it's not easy again to, to get through, but I just admire you. I commend you. Oh, and thank you. You are truly special, someone who's taken something so difficult and, and turned it into something um, so wonderful and, and give back to other people. So you're a rare breed. Thank you And so I'm much. lucky to thank know you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.